Hello Spartans, welcome to this episode of Voices of the Valley, a podcast featuring various students and staff from Pleasant Valley talking about all things PV. I'm your host of this episode, Laura Chen. Today I'll be talking to our high school's newest language arts teacher, Mrs. Angela Staber, about her experiences so far with students and staff. Today I'm here with Mrs. Staber. Hi there! So I guess we could just start with introducing you. I know you're a new teacher this year, so maybe just um, like what other schools you worked at before, like what brought you here? Okay, yes, so this is my first year at PV, but not my first year of teaching. I, have, I was a English teacher for 20 years at Davenport West, and I taught a variety of courses there, AP Literature, Honors Two advanced writing, um, contemporary lit, everything. But when you've been somewhere for so long, obviously you, you've seen lots of changes and you've taught many things. And why I'm here at PV is because um, I was looking for a change in my environment. I was definitely looking for a change in the structure of the school day. Um, at West, we had been on the block for 17 of my 20 years, and I was just seeing the impact on students becoming negative, and I was looking to go back to traditional, and so here I am. All right, and um, I mean, I guess, how are things going so far? I know that, I bet you have a lot more kids since it's like this regular schedule, and then with like the prep period, it's kind of just shift everything that's... Well, you know what? It's interesting. So um, I see that even though I have more classes that I'm teaching, right, the six out of the seven periods versus three out of the four blocks, um, I only have, when I was doing the math, I only have 34 more students here on traditional versus um, my, my block scheduling which then is a testament on how class sizes were too large, right? Mm-hmm. Versus I feel like they're more manageable here at PV. Okay. And I know that here you have a bit of a change too because um, you're teaching English 11 and AP Language and Composition and you taught AP Literature previously? Uh-huh, yes. Right. Um, I guess just how is like the environment with that and just work, I know you work with Dr. L too because she used to be our only uh, AP language and composition Right. I feel like this year is my year of learning too, you know. So um, I have a great mentor in Dr. L because she has taught AP Lang for so long, but um, I also, I, I come in with my own knowledge too. So that's that's been neat to be able to work with other teachers. Um, with English 11 too, we have a nice PLC, professional learning community, like <laughs> um, education's filled with acronyms. But there is a nice environment here of adults helping adults and we want each other to do well and we want our students, no matter who you have, as your teacher, that you're still receiving the same high quality content and curriculum. So it's good, it's, it feels nice. Alright, good to hear. Mm-hmm. And I know that, oh, in your classroom you did mention to us that you were a bit of a plant lady. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
with you. But it seems pretty mild. It's only a couple, I guess. True, right. I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to decide. I need to get something to hang from the ceiling because mm. the window, you know, with the sun coming in the yeah. morning, I have to put the blinds down, and I've, I've knocked it down a plant or two. So I'm trying to be careful. I'm being, I'm controlling my, my plant habits just to figure things out. <laughs> it will grow, I'm sure. <laughs> Any other secret lies or little <gasps> outside lies. of school? I feel like we're always so interested in what teachers do outside of school because we're like, oh, the teachers must live in the school. They just spend their whole day grading. <laughs> you know what? I probably could live my entire life grading. There's always something, right, that should be looked at, graded, or planning. But um, I've kind of reached that that point in my career too that um, I, I, I have other priorities. You know, this is my job and my students mean the world to me, but I have to take care of myself to do well in the classroom and be the best for you guys. So um, it may not look like it, but I do like to work out. <laughs> so I do that um, and a lot with my kids. My, my daughter's a freshman, my son is a sixth grader, so it's a lot of running around and um, meeting them and dropping them off places, things like that. But otherwise, no, I work out and I love hummingbirds. It's so boring, but it's kind of my thing. <laughs> birds and hummingbirds. <laughs> nice. Right. And I'd say another thing that I guess interests us about teachers is like why you really chose to become a teacher. Because I know that a lot of people, like maybe if you are interested in history, if you're interested in any subject, you'd find like a field job or maybe a job in academia. But I know that a lot of teachers might talk about being influenced by their high school teacher or their college professor to become a teacher. So I was wondering if you had any experiences like that that just I guess, made you come towards this path. Yeah, I always loved my English teachers. You know, mm -hmm. when you think back to um, relationships, I was always closest to English teachers. Um, I went into teaching because I love the content, obviously, but I just think it's something that's universal. I think the power of literature and writing, it connects people. And I think that's a, a skill that's gonna be necessary no matter what, being able to read well and communicate effectively. And that's why I'm here. From what I hear from everyone, and I know a lot of other people in like English 11 or AP Lang, um, I'm just wondering about like relationships relationships with students because I know that a lot of times like some teachers are more formal or, or more informal just I, I guess that in AP Lang we do have a lot of a lot more like of a casual like friendly relationship doesn't it feel that way right right I, I agree I think we do a nice job of just having a community and I think that's the best learning environment right yeah. where we we stop we listen to other people's viewpoints we take it in we interject, we challenge each other though at the same time, I think that's the best way. And that will help us to grow and keep learning. But um, I, I especially like how um, in AP Lang that people aren't afraid to challenge each other, I, I guess. That's a nice way to say it, right? You know, I hear what you're saying, but, and then you're able to provide your viewpoint, go back to the text, and nobody is offended by that, but just that we all have a common goal here, which is to read these old texts, apply it to our world today, and effectively communicate the importance of it. That's fun. It's nice. Yeah, I really enjoy it as well. I think that just 
nice that we can have the discussions that we have without just trying to over like overdo each other like have like the loudest person is oh, the right person yeah and that's hard too so even in our our class of 19 or 20 students we still have some who are more comfortable voicing right versus others but that's okay that's why um i like to do small group discussions first and then share out or write first and then we can share out so you still can validate your own um, interpretation and feelings first before and then you might feel more confident then to interject too so i guess that's my whole philosophy on how to on teaching, teaching and philosophy. Wow. teaching philosophy and classroom management too i yes. think you know i think teachers should be um it shouldn't just be lecturing constantly it should be interacting and placing um the workload still on students but kind of in a sneaky way right mm -hmm. <laughs> right and i'd say along with the philosophy do you have any advice for students anything that they should they should keep in mind or i guess you can always take another route and give like a recommendation. I know language <laughs> arts teacher, so book recommendation, like follow this or <laughs> put the phone away. There, there's like every teaching philosophy right now, right? Students, put your phone away. Be confident in your own ability to um, think and interpret. You don't always have to have the so-called right answer. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, we've been studying transcendentalism. I think it goes back to the transcendentalist. Trust yourself. There's no need to, to worry and trust others and um, don't worry about what other people think, but take control of your own learning and be confident in that. So I guess that's my whole philosophy. I want us to return to that and, um, yeah, struggle a little bit. There's nothing wrong with struggle. And you'll, you'll learn more in that method. I'd love to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's all we have for this episode of Voices of the Valley. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast because these halls have so much more to say. Thanks for listening.